This is Tony G. And you listen to Radio What? Keys Dance. RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event you know i like to party with the people let me entertain you make your next thing a big one weddings 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 that is what's been coming in over the last week or two oh my goodness i know a lot of people got engaged at christmas i know a lot of people got engaged in new year's eve and coming up they're going to be getting engaged in uh, on valentine's day so you know that's going to happen i'm excited I'm excited that some of those folks have been calling me, yours truly, Keys Dan, to perform at their events. Speaking of performers, coming up on the program, I got Tony G. Garcia. Who's that? What? Have you been living under a rock? (laughs) Tony G. Garcia of New Image. What? You still don't know? Well, stick around. In the next few minutes, you're going to find out more about Tony G. Garcia. Uh, This week's shows, as we break out of coronavirus quarantine, I have one public show on Friday nights. Man, I'm so happy to have that show. Friday nights at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Video dance party, karaoke jam. They got a full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. In fact, there's a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try to make some money on a Friday night, I encourage you to try your hand at pool and get involved in the pool tournament while you're waiting to sing on stage right next to me. Yeah, I got my little DJ booth set up right there. And then the stage is right there next to me. And then I'll hand you the microphone. And then when I get that microphone back, I will wipe it down. That's right. We're taking care of each other during this coronavirus thing. Duh. I mean, I know that there's vaccines coming, but still, when you come into the the RAB, wear a mask. When you're walking around, interacting with people, wear a mask. When you're sitting down, having your drinks and having your good food and waiting to sing on stage and even singing on stage, you can take the mask off. Yeah. So we're taking care of each other. You know, we want to get out of the house, right? So let's follow the rules. And now the uh, the, the hours are shortened over at the RAB uh, beca- uh, because of the coronavirus mandates. It's uh, the 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 karaoke is from 7 30 to 10 30 the pool tournament i believe it starts at 7 but we all have to be outside that door by 11 p.m i know because coronavirus covid19 it only comes out after 11 is that scientific is it political i don't know those are the rules Hey, we're going to make the best of it. We're going to have a good time. It has been a good time since we started this. And it's just been getting better and better and better. It feels like old times. I enjoy every Friday night over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. All right, that's enough of this intro. Let's get into it with Tony G. Garcia of New Image. Now, I got him on the Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version. uh, YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan. 
or just look up Keys Dan on YouTube and you'll find the Radio What logo next to one of my YouTube pages. That's the one that I've been saving for podcasts and stuff for the radio. <laughs> All right, let's get into it with Tony G. Garcia. New image. Oh, Tony G. Garcia. Anyway, <laughs> Skyping Tony G. Garcia now. Man. almost almost there <laughs> tony g man if you'll set that phone down turn it sideways it'll fit in my broadcast software perfectly here we go there you go oh my goodness <laughs> is that good well i mean you tell me is your face all centered up there and your camera where you want it to be we're good look we got the new image shirt rocking right now that's fantastic. Tony G. Man, we've talked over the years. I played your music over the years, but I've never really, we never had like a face-to-face -face too much, you know, and I, I'm kind of excited that at least we're almost face-to-face. -face. We're virtually face-to-face. -face. I've got you on the Skype and I'm happy to have you here on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I know that I've interviewed you over the years for, you know, Radio Keys Dan, Radio What, uh, you know, different events and stuff, but uh Man, tell me what's been going on with you, Tony G. Listen, first of all, Dan, I want to thank you for all the support you've always given my music. <laughs> That's number one. All right. That is number one. And um, I, I took a little break off of the music scene. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of things I want to say in this interview. Yes. Okay. A lot of people I really want to thank. All right. Number one, I want to thank um, Richard Velez of drop top tees he's such a great friend such a great friend to me and um he's had my back when probably nobody else would um i also want to give a big shout out to tiffany of boricua cuisine she started that group page two years ago and it's not only for food she also put it out there so people going through COVID 19 right now to promote their businesses mm -hmm. that's amazing that's amazing and then here's what we're gonna do i have to give big shout outs to tony tka who's doing great things right now well like what tell me tell me a bit a bit of specifics i mean we got time we i, I we got an hour hour and a half whatever it takes to tell the story of tony g <laughs> what's going on these days and how tony right. g came to be Kings of Freestyle is doing amazing music, amazing music. Um, he sends me snippets and what I hear is incredible. And I, I can't wait till everything comes out for him and God bless him. Also, um, want to give a, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give three big shout outs <laughs> and that's going to be to Stevie B. That's going to be to Julio Mena and Jenny Renee all putting out great music right now amazing music right now well tony g man this is saying so much already uh, you just began the the episode the show and you're already giving credit where credit is due you give credit to the people that have helped you throughout the years that you've, you've collaborated with that you've uh, 
you've had uh, special times with, even if you don't do music with them, if you shared a meal with them, if you had a conversation, if they helped you out when you were down, you're given credit where credit is due. Uh, so give an idea of who the people are and how they helped you along the way. And, and what kind of things are you doing these days, Tony G? This is very important. Um, Tony from TKA, I work with him. Um, we, we did a track together, Sexual Fantasies. In the studio, watching him work, Dan, watching him work was epic. I mean, he is a monster, just like nitpicking everything. Hmm. And I was, I was honored to even be a part of that track. You know, I wrote the track for Natasha Borges mm-hmm. and um, Tony heard it and then the group wanted to record it. Pompeo, who I'm going to give big shout outs to because Pompeo's an incredible producer. He definitely is. And um, we did the New Image album together and we also did this track Sexual Fantasies for TKA. And that to me means a lot because. TKA was a group that I looked up to when I was just starting, you know, and for Tony to even give me his time really meant a lot to me. And he always stays in touch with me, always stays in touch with me. And I thank him for that. Okay, so let's give credit where credit is due. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. The beginning is Dominic Duva. That's the very beginning. Well, give me the year. Give me who he is. Uh, give the people an idea of how he helped you in the beginning. What year was this? Uh, Dominic Duva gave me my first shot um, to record music in his little home studio. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I met Tyree. And that's how we put New Image together. Uh, the year was... Now, I don't want to give my age away, but I guess I'm going to have to. I'm 52 years old, man, coming up on Sunday. Uh, so happy birthday to me. I, before I was 50, I thought, well, I don't know. Hey, do I age myself? Because this business, this business has a, a, a shelf life. But uh, Tony G, while, I, while I'm talking, uh, put the phone down, man, because there's some video on this. We're going to uh, be putting this out as a video podcast as well so people can see your pretty face. Uh, you know, right now I'm getting shaky cam. It's looking like one of those uh, those sitcoms. But yeah, if you put the phone down in front of you, I can hear you. What's going on, man? So uh, tell tell the people who, who Dominic was, is. All right, Dominic Duba was the one who discovered New Image. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he was the one who put it together, and um, then from there, it's it's a whole trail story because from Dominic Duba we met. Jose Montanez. Okay. I know these he names, uh, but tell the people who these names are. Jose Montanez. Jose Montanez owned the studio um, in Jersey with Luis Lopez and um, Louis Lou, as we call him Samurai Louis Lou. And um, that's where I also met Marvin Flores. Mm-hmm. So all these connect together and. Um, it's incredible because Lou, Marvin Flores, Dominic Duva, and then I cannot forget Burt Ramos. Burt Ramos played a very big part in New Image releasing Tears in My Eyes in 1992. Yeah. Him, Marvin Flores. Incredible. Incredible. The, I, I can say this. The work ethic that we had together was phenomenal. 
phenomenal. Well, you're seeing it's um, a team effort, but uh, New Image, 1992, uh, up till then, what had you been doing? Uh, is that just when it all started? 1992 was when it actually exploded? That's when it took off. That's when it took off. That's when New Image took off. Okay, but previous to that, previous to that, you were rehearsing, you were getting on stage, trying to get some some stage time. Were you learning things? Definitely performing. We were definitely performing. I was performing in high school. Yeah, in high school. So, um, man, I shouldn't even give this away, but I graduated in 1991. 86, man. We're cool. Don't worry about it. Uh, You know, uh, creators never die; Uh, they just fade away, man. (laughs) So. What we did, what we did was while I was in high school, that's when I was putting all the music together. Yeah. And I was for other people, which I, I also need to give more shout outs because Niasia, I've written for Niasia as well. I've written for the Nasty Boys. Um, who else have, have I written for? Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's so many because the music wasn't only about me mm-hmm. and the music was about creating music and touching people with the music. And that to me was more important than anything else. So right now I'm working on a brand new track with Matrix, who me and Mate go way back, way back to I mean when he was DJing like birthday parties and um i wrote a track for my cousin zach castellano um jones and it's called believe mm-hmm. and going into the studio to record within the next week and um that's going to be the first track that i'm going to let listeners have a listen to well i like the sound of that man but but uh you know it all started in in new jersey that uh, you know but the, were you writing for other people before you even got out of high school? Yes, I was. Who were actually. you writing for? The the first the first two tracks I wrote were actually for a friend of mine, and um, we went to high school together. And um, Rafael Garcia, I actually wrote for his sister, Lisa Garcia. Um, and then from there, I started the New Image project. From there. How did that name come about? New Image and the way it's spelled N-U Image. Uh, how did that name come about? Here's how that came about. Um, Bert Ramos, uh, we had a meeting. This is when I was still in high school. We had a meeting, uh, Bert Ramos, Marvin Flores, and we were sitting in Bert Ramos' living room, and our original name was Latin Image. Okay. Marvin Marvin said, listen, we have to change the name Latin Image. And the reason we gotta change the name is because people think that you you guys are gonna sing Spanish music and you guys are not a a, a Spanish music group. So we sat there, me, Tyree, Omar, and um Jose Vega mm-hmm. and two other incredible people who did our dancing uh back there. And we said, okay, so what come up with? Uh, we, we started saying true image. Uh, mm, not, and then I said, you know what? New image. Because you know what? We're going from Latin image mm-hmm. to a new image. And I said, I don't want to spell it N-E-W. Mm-mm. So let's spell it, spell it N-U-I. N-U-I. 
N-U-I-M-A-G-E. New image. And that's how this came about. You got the new image. You get, for those that are listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, check out the video version. He's got it. He's wearing his own shirt, man. He's got he's representing uh, the new image uh, of now. It's been around since since the 90s, man. And even before that, it's it's been a, uh, a concept. And I'm excited, man, that we're getting we're going further. And Tony G, you ha- you have a YouTube that I'm subscribed to, Tony G Garcia. And you know what's been lately? Yesterday, I talked to two, not one, but two different women from different parts of the country, no, of the world. I had one in, in England, an Irish girl in England, and then I had a Chinese girl that came through uh, San Diego, and now she's living in Texas. And they were both talking about uh, domestic abuse, domestic violence. This is the latest yeah. video that you have. Tell me how you're involved in that. Let's tie all three of these podcasts together. How, what is to, domestic violence to you, man? Because it, it's something that's on people's minds, it seems. Yes. Um, how that started was I had a friend of mine that, um, that was in a domestic violence uh, situation. And um, it really touched me hard. And um, I didn't... I, I didn't want to see what she went through. I didn't want to see what she went through. So um, while I was recording my solo album, the Tony B, A New Day album, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I have to write about this. And it was so easy, Dan. So easy. Because this went in front of the mic. I, I don't like writing. When I write a song, I don't like writing uh, in a notebook. You know? I like to feel it because if I feel it, then I know others are going to feel it. Mm. So what I did was I, I I went to the studio with Pompeo Matano and um and I said, you know, I have to write the song. And that's where it came. It really touched me because so many people out there don't even know what it is to get your hands put on you or to be afraid as a woman or a man mm-hmm. to be afraid to be touched like that and to to feel like you can't escape from that so that's when i created um tony g against the domestic violence site because i wanted people to realize that your situation is not alone and there are a lot of survivors let me tell you a lot of women survivors they have gone through this and got through it and that makes me feel happy and when i originally put out the song then um so many women contacted me so many of all different ages teenagers women in their their mid-30s women in their 60s just telling me you know what i play this song as i go to work to get me through my day and the song is called let them go girl yeah do you think that you were prepared for all the the feedback? Because the, you know it's domestic violence. I I came up with a, a thing. I think I was talking to to Miss Texas. She's a, a beauty queen from from Texas, and she was talking about it yesterday on the podcast. And we, or maybe it was the the one that was that's in England now. Uh, we came up with uh, if you get hit, that's it. That should be the hashtag right there. If you get hit. That's it. But really, domestic violence is not just physical and abuse, but it, that's just it was just something catchy that came to our our minds at the cert, at that time. But you can be verbally yeah. abused. A lot of times 
that these men, uh, you know, men are bigger than women in general, and they're going to to make them submissive. They're going to try to overpower them. They're tr- they'll try to make them to uh, the women to where they depend on them men men all you know for everything. So it's harder and harder and harder. Hey, quit your do- job. Be a housewife. Just take care of me. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. And now they're stuck at home. They got no job. They have no source of income. Now, this man is in control. They don't know how to get out of that situation. You know, they're afraid because when somebody's supporting you all all through the way and um, they use that. So domestic violence is not only physical, it's mental. It's mental. It's like. You can't do this because I'm not going to let you do this. Mm. Yep. So, yeah. So that song to me means a lot. The domestic violence side I have to me means a lot. And um, that's another form. I mean, that's not freestyle music. Okay. But it means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, It impresses me to no end when someone can come up with an idea put it down, put it down on paper or, or spit it into a microphone. And you say you don't even write on paper. You kind of uh, uh, work it out, workshop it out like a comedian would, where they go to a, a little open mic and they tell a few jokes and see if the jokes work. No, try it again tomorrow at the open mic, try it again tomorrow. But is that the way you write a song? You spit it into the microphone, you listen back to it and you go, you know, I could change this. So nothing gets written down beforehand. Here's what I learned going into the studio. Um, if if you're writing on paper, like it's, uh, I feel restricted. Mm. I feel restricted if I'm writing on paper. But if I go into the vocal booth and you turn on that mic, put the lights down low and play the track, then I feel it more real. I feel it more real. There's a song um, that I wrote. Uh, for a fan, a fan of mine, um, Chris Styles, and um, it's called "He Will Never." And I remember when we were going in to record that track, Pompeo was like, "Oh man, but this is like down tempo," and you know he was so used to us doing like the upbeat tempo stuff. I was like, "This is a real track." He told me a story, and I want to write about it. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, my friend from high school, Moses Mercado come in and he did the beautiful, beautiful vocals. And listen, we didn't write the track on paper. We just went right in there and I started singing. He vibed off of me. I vibed off of him. And that's the best way then to create a track. You because know, yeah. if you're feeling it while you sing it, somebody else out there in the world is going to feel what you're singing. So it's almost like you're recording live. You know, that was one of my next questions was going to be, has your writing style changed since the 90s, uh, since you first started? Because uh, primarily you're a solo artist now, as opposed to being a, a new image. And who were the other guys that were in new image? Uh, Tyree and Victor. Tyree and Tyree Victor. And- Do you still associate with them? Do you still play with them or, or talk to them at all? Tyree in a minute, but Victor, yes, we keep in contact. Real close. Uh, I there, mean, Tyree's been doing his own thing, his own solo thing. So he's been doing his own solo thing. Well, that's and I nice. have to yeah. give a shout out. I also have to give a shout out to Adriana and Alice. They were our other dancers. <laughs> we had we had Omar Patino, 
and Jose Vega and we had Adrian and Alice. So it was like we switched up and it was amazing. That's what made us different as a group. You know, we we kept it fresh. We kept it live. Well, that adds to the visual as well. And that's beautiful that you have dancers and you give them shout outs. I have a 15 year old daughter that's learning all kinds of different dancing. And, she, and I'm, you know, she's wondering, is this a waste of time sometimes? I know do the dancing, but will will this come to fruition? Will, will something come out, out of this? Can can she make some kind of a living out of it? The dancers in a freestyle show, in a dancing show, uh, they had so much flavor, so much delight to, you know, because sometimes maybe the lead singer doesn't have the good moves or maybe he has good moves and he wants maybe two or, or four other people to dance along with him. So that's good, man. You have dancers. And that, that lets me know that people that, that are taking dance lessons might have a career uh, hanging out at Tony G. So having dancers, and tell your daughter, she is not wasting her time. Mm. Anything that she truly believes in and she puts a 100% passion into it will come to be what she wants it to be. <laughs> All right. Okay? Well, Tony G, let's give a little background on you. People can go to to Tony G, uh, your various uh, social medias. Tony G Garcia, uh, recording artist. Tony G is on Facebook, and then your Tony G uh, three sixty Gmail is on Instagram. But I, I want to know the background, and plus your Tony G Garcia YouTube as well. But I, I want to know the background. You you're Puerto Rican, but were you born in Puerto Rico or were you born? In New Jersey. I was not born in Puerto Rico. I am Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. I was born in Jersey. <laughs> Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson. Patterson. Now, what, that's, what's it like in, in Patterson? Be, be Patterson. on the tourist bureau of Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, what, what things are there to see in Patterson if you're taking the walking tour? If you're taking a walking tour, the Great Falls. You have to go to the Great Falls. Okay. That is, and Lambert, Lambert Castle. Lambert Castle, those are two very important things to me. If I'm in Patterson, I want to go to Great Falls, and I want to go to take a visit to Lambert Castle. That is great, because I had no idea that there were uh, actual falls or anything to see. Of uh, I know it's called the Garden State, and the joke back when Joe Piscopo was on SNL used to be the Garden State. Yeah, if you're growing smokestacks, you know, because... No. <laughs> But there is stuff to see. There's beauty uh, in New Jersey, in Patterson in particular. I I have great memories growing up in Patterson, New Jersey. I have great memories. Um, going to elementary school, had an incredible teacher in eighth grade, Miss Allegra. God bless her. I had a lot of trouble in math. I used to hate math. And she would stay there an extra hour after I got out of high school, Dan, just to tutor me to get through math. And those are memories I will never forget. Yeah, these are the now, teachers that people... Patterson, uh, go ahead. If you want to talk about Patterson... Please. Broadway Pizza. That's another staple. That's one of my landmarks that I have to go to. If I go to Patterson, I have to go to Broadway Pizza. Okay. They've been around over 30 plus years. And New York slices all the way, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've never been really north of the Mason-Dixon line too much. I think I went to D.C. at some point, and still, that's not more north of the Mason-Dixon, I think, if I don't know geography that well. 
but I've never been to New York, never been to New Jersey, never been to, to Chicago, and I've never tried that, uh, you know, walking down a big giant city. I mean, I'm from Miami. That's a, a big city, but it's nothing like going downtown and picking up a slice of pie, I guess is what the pizzas are called yeah. in, in that in that region. You get a slice of pie, and it's not a little tiny slice that you get at Pizza Hut or Papa John's. It's a slice, like a it feels like a quarter of a pie. And you just walk down the street yeah. looking at things, having having it's that so, food. I see it on on TV. Else, I see it in movies, but is that the experience? What else is different? It's making it homemade at home. There's nothing like making it homemade at home. When I'm making my homemade sauce, the uh, Boricua cuisine comes into play because there's a lot of food that I post on that group page. And um, it's like sometimes I'm sitting here and thinking, hmm, I I, got to make some different recipes. And um, making those recipes and putting them together. And then when people contact me, and say, oh, can I have the recipe for this? Like, uh, for my cheesecake. Okay. I love making cheesecake. And here at the house, it doesn't last not even a day. <laughs> it doesn't even last a day. Cheesecake goes like that. But um, there was a girl that wrote to me, and she said, um, can, can you please give me the recipe for the cheesecake? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I sat there, and I said, you know, I, I I really don't like typing, but I said, you know what? She reached out to me, so I'm going to send her the recipe for my cheesecake. And she was so grateful for that. And that was during the holidays. For the holidays, I I put a lot of stuff together recipe-wise. And um, that makes me feel as good as creating music. Yeah. There's more to meets the eye with Tony G, man. Yeah, people think, oh, he's a freestyle artist. He's a dance Latin artist. Oh, look at that. You know, he's got wait, those wait. beats, but the man can let's cook. Re- hold on. Let's rewind. Please. And that's one, that's one big thing I have. Um, when people call me a freestyle recording artist, I'm just a recording artist because I started out with freestyle, but let him go. Girl's not freestyle. Mm-hmm. He will never is not freestyle. Mm-hmm. So. I want people to notice me as a recording artist, somebody that likes to put great music together. No limits, no limits for Tony G. But, uh, you know, you talked about your teacher that helped you even after school get through your math. But who taught you how to cook? Was that mom? Was that dad? Was that somebody in the family who taught you how to cook? Very important question. And I'm going to give you the answer to that. Um, I used to watch my, my parents worked in a, a factory, um, making batteries and flash and they used to get home at four 30 in the afternoon, pick me and my brother up, get us home. We would start our homework and my parents wouldn't even rest. They would just go straight to the kitchen and start getting the food prepared for dinner so they can rest after that. So I used to watch my mom and my dad cook. So I think I was about 10 or 11 and um, my parents left out me and I I, I watched them very carefully how they cook. So they had left out, I think it was pork chops. That's what they left out, pork chops. So that day I made rice and beans and pork chops and tostones. (laughs) 
Well, and, explain um, explain what a tostone is. I'm half Cuban myself. I know what a tostone. What is a tostone for the people? A tostone is a green plantain. You fry it twice. You you cut them up and then you first fry it and then take it out, smash it, and then refry it again. Real nice and crispy though. So I watched my parents do this and um I said to myself, wow, you know, I used to feel bad because I used to see them coming home from work and just going straight to the kitchen. So I said, you know what? Let me make it. They pulled out pork chops. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try this. And I was only like maybe about 10, 10 years old at the time. And, um, my beans could have been better, but everything was cooked and my parents came home. And my grandmother, we're going to get to that in a minute. My grandmother, who lived upstairs from us, sometimes she would cook and bring food down so my parents wouldn't have to cook. So as soon as my parents got home, they started eating. And then my mother called her mom, which was my grandma that lived upstairs, and said, thank you for cooking. And she was like, I didn't cook. And then my mom came to me and she was like, did you cook that? I was like, yes. And it started from there. From that day on, I would make sure that I was helping my parents cook. So when they got home from work, they wouldn't have to cook. Tony G, I like that kind of living. You're already letting me know how the family life is. Uh, when I went to my grandmother's house, grandma and grandpa lived here in Hialeah in Florida, uh, Hialeah, Miami, Florida. And then across the street was my tia Bebe, my aunt Bebe. And then her th three daughters. And then next to her was my great grandmother and great grandfather, all living in that little communal thing. Three little houses, not great big houses, but little houses. And um, I like that your grandma lived upstairs, your mom and dad, they had to work. Hey, same, you know, my, my, my dad, well, my dad left a, a while back. So my mom had to work two and three jobs. Uh, to, to support my brother and I for the most part. But, uh, you know, I like that. I like that family uh, was was close to you in the beginning and probably still now, if I, uh, probably if I could read into that. Uh, family is the most and, important thing, I think. And keys then, that's how I learned how, how to iron. That's how I learned how to iron and do laundry. I used to watch my mom come home. After she would cook dinner, before she would go to the shower, you know, for, for the rest of the night, she would go and pull out all the clothes, my, my brother's clothes, my clothes, my dad's work uniform, her work uniform. And um, and I watched her iron. I was like, man, I do this. So one day she went into the shower and she had pulled out all the clothes. So I said, you know what? I'm going to iron this real quick. You know, and I did everything because I watched her. I did everything exactly the way she did it. I folded the clothes the way she did it. And then I turned off the iron and left everything folded on top of the ironing board. And she went into her room. And she came out and she was confused because she was like, did, did I iron this? <laughs> and I was like, no, mom, I did it. And from that day on, I was ironing every day. You know, these were things then that um, took pressure off my parents, you know. Because they were very, very, very hard workers. Mm. Very hard workers. And 
to see them work like that and sacrifice for us. I mean, every year in the summertime, we went to Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay. That's um, down south. And it's, um, it's a boardwalk with all rides and everything. And my father always made sure we went there for a week every year, every year. And those are memories that, that mean so much to me, so much. Especially now, going through COVID-19, I mean, things are not the same, you know. Um, to go to the beach, to, to go to a boardwalk. I mean, I was out today to go to the store and seeing everybody with the mask on and and I'm like, wow, I mean, this world has changed so much, yeah. you know, and I think sometimes we take things for granted. We really do. And um, the one thing I won't take for granted is the family in my life, the experience um, of music, the experience of real true friends that are out there that they have reached out to me um out of the blue that keep in contact with me those are the most important thing is to have that contact and um that's where i gotta give a shout out to drop top ease richard velez again is doing he's printing right now for stevie b julio mana uh, Jenny Renee and a big shout out to Manny Man. He's he's another amazing person. People that um that reach out to you out of the blue, you don't you don't forget them. You don't forget them. Even when I was out of the music scene, not doing anything, these are the most people important people to me that that I have to cherish in my heart. Well, Tony G, just telling me that story of your upbringing where you're. You notice that your parents are working double hard, so you try to take a little bit off of them. Uh, that lets me know that you you had a, you developed that work ethic that uh, from a young age. W- were you an only child, or did you have brothers and sisters that you t- had to take care of as well? No, I have I have a brother, Will Will Garcia, and um, and it was just both of us growing up together. Okay, and then uh, well, was he? I'm guessing a younger brother, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> one year young. Hey. But a pain in the butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you, when you're the oldest, uh, and I was the oldest, uh, we we have to to kind of guide our brothers. Yes, we're going to have little fights, but you, I mean, the story you just told me, you're a saint, you're an angel. Did you ever do anything wrong, Tony G? Anything you want to divulge that's not e- too illegal? <laughs> Hopefully, the statutes of limitations have uh, uh, crossed. <laughs> Dan, everybody in life does something wrong. I've made my mistakes. Um, in life, we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to make wrong choices and those choices are going to make learn, you know? So I'm not going to say I'm a saint, but uh, I have made choices in life that I look back and I rewind and say, wow, why did I make that choice? Why did I do that? But you know what? It was a learning curve, a learning lesson for me to go through that experience. Yeah. I know there's, there's lots of cliches about it. Uh, it's never, uh, it's not a mistake. It was a learning experience. Uh, if you're going to fall, fall forward, you know, so at least you're making that progress, that forward motion, but you've had people that have helped you up along the way. I mean, you, you started a uh, new image. Now, now who you said that you were in the living room when you started new image, but who, 
who was the the founding member or was it the, uh, was it the three of you that that came up with it at the same time that you said hey let's uh, let's get some of this music going or or what no what what happened was when i was in high school they were having a talent show ah. they were having a show and i wanted to be in the talent show so um uh rafael garcia who went to high school with me and omar patino i said let's let's do the talent show so we actually performed and rehearsed for um the talent show my sweet love which was Ronaldo and produced by the other Tony G Garcia. Yes. The other I saw that on yeah. Wikipedia when I'm looking stuff up for you, you run into the other yeah. Tony G and he wrote that back yeah. in 88 and I go, "Wait a minute, that's not the Tony G that I'm talking to." But your yeah. your careers so, kind of bounced off each other at some points. So so what happened was um Raphael got cold feet like close to the talent show. So me and Omar had to perform the talent show by ourselves, mm. And um, from that day forward, everybody in high school and everybody went to that talent show. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I didn't know that you can sing. And because we were actually singing the track, we were in the track and and Omar did all the choreography. So it was just him. And so from there on, we said, you know what? Let's put a group together. Let's let's put a group together and do this for real. And that's that's how we started. And it started from Latin image and from there went to new image. And it's a wrap, man. Oh, that's it's a history. It's a beautiful, beautiful musical history for me because it it, it makes me realize um, not only the talent in the kitchen, Tally in the studio is the same thing. When you're in the studio, you're creating a recipe. When you're in the kitchen, you're creating a recipe. So at the end, you want to make sure that meal tastes great. <laughs> you want to make sure that track tastes great. Yeah, and you're entertaining the people, man. And so from uh, 92, when you were really starting to get the groove on, uh, how, how long did New Image go before you started to divulge, uh, you know, like all families? All families break up, but you know how, what? At what point did you say, "Hey, let's start to do some solo stuff"? I'm I'm kind of feeling tied in, or you know, some people uh, you know don't know that when you're a touring musician, it takes a lot off of on a family that we talked about. That when people are touring together, they have to give up their families back home. But uh, how did New Image? How long did that New was, Image go, and and when did they finally break up? That was the that was the hardest thing for me. Dan was um, le leaving my kids and my wife to go do a show and her having to support that and um, just to go out there and entertain. Um, the transition happened was once we finished the New Image album, I wanted to bring my kids and my wife to Florida. Mm. And um, to do that, I wanted a better vision for my kids, you know, so I had to make a decision to move forward. And knowing I was going to move forward, go to Florida, I knew that um, Victor and Tyree were going to have to take different paths. Mm. You know, I mean, we did shows after I moved to Florida. We did shows in Florida. Um, but everybody, Ty Tyree definitely wanted to do a solo 
Victor was just getting into doing production. So I had to support him in that. Because mm. Vic, Victor, I'll never forget when he just first got his equipment in the studio. He was like, he he didn't he didn't even have a computer. He was like, I don't even know how to set up an email. And that guy to this day has done so much incredible music, incredible music that has not been released that I have that I listen to to this day and can't believe how he created that music. He's amazing. He's a monster in the studio. So what? And I gotta give that big credit. I gotta give that big credit to Mate Tracks because Mate Tracks was the one who guided Victor along the way. May has helped so many people. May has been on tour with Aventura, with Romeo. He's he's done so many great things, but May never forgets where he comes from. Okay? He never forgets where he comes from. And that is a true value in a heart of I mean that you can't really find that then yeah. where somebody makes it so great and it's and, and becomes a, a famous star and forgets about them. He's never been like that. So big shout outs to Mate Track. And I'm privileged to even be working track with him. So is Victor Zapata and Tyree Hernandez, are they still based out of New Jersey or have they moved out to different parts of the country? No, they're both still in Jersey. Tyree's in Jersey and Victor's in Jersey. Yes. Starting families and all. And what took you to, to Florida? Is it like central Florida? Cause you know, you're not in South Florida, right? You're in central Florida. I'm in Deltona. Okay. What took you there? I live maybe like eight minutes around the block from, from Niasia. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what took you to, to Florida? No. What, what brought you to sunny Florida? Niasia is great people. And let me, I have to give a shout out to Martin Santiago because when we were doing the new image album release, he was incredible. We did a live stream. This is when we all before social media, we did a live stream um, through his radio uh, show and we did everything from the club and it was incredible. The turnout was incredible. The feedback was incredible. And I do have to give a great big shout out to Martin Santiago. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't DJ anymore. He doesn't, he could care less about the music as far as like DJing, but um, he's great people. And Niasia, great people. Oh, I love, I, you know, definitely. I play Niasia. You know, I know that her, her in Paradise, uh, what a great couple, you know, and, and what power duo get, putting things together uh, all the time. Uh, so tell a new image, man. When you came up with this album, you, you started from 92. And correct me if I'm wrong, did that one come out in 2004? And for people that don't know, there are two CDs worth of music in there. Uh, you know, including the remixes as well. But man, that th- th- had you been recording anything and putting it down for people for, previous to that? We we released the album, the double CD album. And let me give you the story behind that. Please. We released the double CD album in 2004. And what happened, it took us a while to put the, um, the album together because we were like, wow, we have so much music. And um, 
you can't put this on one CD. So I, I was like, you know what? Let's do a double CD album. So that's how that happened. So, and, and that's where me and Pompeo worked really strict together on how to compose. There was nights that we were spending in the studio four o'clock in the morning, mixing and remixing. I would hear some be like, nah, Pomp, you know what? We gotta, we gotta fix this. And he, he'd be like, I'll never forget. Pom would be like, oh, I'm not remixing that. Are you crazy? But then he would go back and listen and then call me and be like, yo, you don't know nothing about this, son. And he would play the track, the new mix on the phone. He was like, I'm coming to pick you up. And we would go to the studio and listen. And um, it, it, it's just crazy. We had so much music that we had to put a double CD album out. And at that time, people were bootlegging CDs. And so I said to myself, well, guess what? If we put a double CD out, they can't bootleg. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, are you you guys are, are primarily singers and, and I guess you're, you're dancers up there. Do you uh, do Does anybody play instruments at all? Or was there a, a backing band? Or was it all beats uh, made on, on computer? It was all, when I did my solo stuff, I had a, a, a friend of mine, Brian, he would play acoustic and uh, piano and stuff. Everything we did through New Image was electronic through Pompeo. Everything we did. Now, the stuff that I'm doing now with Mate Tracks, the piano's live, all, all, all the, 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 I mean, he's, producing the beats electronically but the pianos all all the elements of the strings and everything are live so does it, to you as a musician as a creator as an entertainer performer does that give you a different vibe does that give you a different feel that some people would say oh electronic music is not where it's at man you'd be surprised i had fruity loops when i was a kid or not a kid when i was in my 20s and trying to put those even those have a, a guitar riff and a drum beat and trying to make some something that can be listenable it what it takes a lot of time and so really working that computer is is kind of an instrument in itself but uh, i cannot take away you know, someone who can play guitar and play piano and those live musicians as a performer as the singer to have somebody live or to have a track is there a different feeling yes there's nothing better than live music. And if you go back to the early days of freestyle, all those bands, Sweet Sensation, you know, Expose, they, Stevie B, they all had live music behind them. The problem is now with the market of, of freestyle, you want to call it freestyle dance, um, so, I mean, who, who's going to really pay for a live band? You know, a lot of people say, oh, freestyle forever, and uh, I love freestyle music. But when there's a, a show and you get a turnout of, like, less than 100 people, I mean, who's really following that music, you know? Yeah, it kind of hurt so, my feelings when I was working at Exitel 105.5 down in, in Miami, down in South Florida. And I did that from 2000, I guess, to 2004 or three, whenever it started, to about 2008, when it went completely... Uh, Spanish. I, I was happy when it was bilingual, but I, I think in English still. So translating to Spanish was kind of hard for me. But I remember that one of the, the tent posts of our music was the uh, the freestyle. 
And I, I know that there was the freestyle shows uh, explosion in 2007, 2008. Do you still get involved in any of those things? Um, actually, if, if they contact me and I feel like it's going to work for me as far as like doing the venue, then I'll do it. But I don't chase people for shows. Mm. I don't chase people for shows. That's, that's one thing. Um, I have a talent and my talent has to be worth something. Oh yeah. So you want to book me. If you want to book me, you, I, I need to know my worth mm-hmm. is the same thing as you're thinking about how you want to make a profit doing that show. Oh yeah. So I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase a show. That's for sure. Oh, that's a bit I of advice that, that has been turned into a meme. Uh, know your worth and then add tax. So uh, yeah, yeah. Don't let anybody take advantage of you. Uh, people are <laughs> still, I uh, say, Oh, you should do this show for me. Uh, it's good exposure. I, I can't pay my bills with exposure. I really can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so you you know your worth. You 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 have a talent that you've been uh, that you've been cultivating uh, since high school, since the talent show, and you've been cultivating it all these years. So that's a lot of experience uh, that needs to be compensated. Yep. There there's got to be some compensation for the talent that you put together. You're here's how I look at it, Keys Dan. You're going to work actually you're performing you're going to work so when you go to work are you expected to get paid for the work that you do yeah so that's how i look at it i'm going to entertain and you want to make money and the venue wants to make money so compensate me for my talent that's how i look at it well all right uh you know and and before covid uh what kind of shows were you doing or were you uh were you doing any of these festivals or were you uh, performing at, at different clubs? I wasn't doing any festivals. The last show I did was actually two years ago mm-hmm. in, um, in Wisconsin, actually in Chicago, in Chicago. Um, and I was out there for a week. It was an incredible show. And um, I went back and forth with the, I, I actually got to say the promoter really worked with me. Because we went back and forth. I made him switch plane tickets because he he booked it on like a long flight. And I was like, oh, I can't do that, man. You know, at that time, I wasn't in Florida. I was in Arizona. Okay. So I was like, no. I, I said, you, you, you got to switch around. And he, he did it for me. But um, that show, um, w- which was great, and I was there with Carmine Di Pasquale which is also going to be working on music with me. And, um, and I stayed with Carmine for like the whole week. And um, we made wonton soup together and I had to eat my White Castles. I love my White Castles. <laughs> for the whole week, we were eating White Castles. He was like, he was driving me back to the airport and he was like, no more White Castles, Tony. No more White Castles. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, those little, those little crystalline uh, onions, man, they, they keep you coming back for more. Uh, this portion of the podcast brought to you by White Castle. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. I try to get them out of the freezer section. It's not the same. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. But here's the funny thing is they're building the biggest White Castle right now in Orlando, Florida. What? So, yes. The biggest White Castles 
in Orlando, Florida, by the theme park. So guess what? I won't have to go far for White Castles. It takes me like 45, 50 minutes a drive and get two sacks and bring them back home. That's right. You put Harold and Kumar in the back seat and you head on, <laughs> head on over there. No, I was talking to a couple of fellas yesterday from, uh, I think they're in Winter Park right next door to uh, Orlando. And I didn't know. But I, I, when I lived in, our, in Winter Park, I lived there for about a year back in 94. Uh, it was like 20 pounds of, of poop in a 10-pound bag. There was just so much jammed in there. Why wouldn't they have a big giant white castle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you being a food connoisseur, I couldn't even, well, I mean, never judge a book by its cover. You're a guy that likes to cook and like to, likes to get cuisine and, and make his own little creations. Uh, but yeah, even you, even you, Tony G, you like a little white castle in your life uh, from time to time. <laughs> yes. But going, and, um, yeah, but going back to the those festivals, those those uh, two thousand seven uh, freestyle explosion. I remember Erotic Exotic. They had all their instruments, and then a couple of the the performers would put a track on, and and you know the crowd. It wasn't big. It wasn't great. It was over at uh, I think it was at Gloria Estefan's place, uh, Bongos, the one of the ones that I that I was at. But uh, it, you're right about the attendance and the freestyle forever. It's hard to to put those things together. I'm sure the, the promoter must have lost his shirt if he even paid the bands any kind of money, uh, anything of what they were worth. I'm sure the promoter, you know, lost lost his shirt. Back then when we released the Mitch album, we were we were doing the 360 tour. I did that with Mickey Garcia. Um, and um, one of the biggest shows we had was in Miami. And um, we got to perform with uh, J.C., Chaz from NSYNC and um, with Lenny Kravitz. And that show was amazing. The, the response we had there was incredible. You know, those are the shows that I miss, you know, where you can go and just rock that stage and the crowd is going crazy just, just to get a signed picture, just, just to, you know, to meet you. And that to me means more than anything. When somebody comes up to you and says, oh, my God, you know, and there were shows we did uh, then when um, we released the new image album where we did big venues and uh, fans would come up to us like families would come up to us and then they wanted the album. We had had designed posters, pictures. I I had the album cover design. So T-shirts. And sometimes a family would come up and um, they would have maybe two or three kids with them. And I felt bad because they're, they're buying an album and um, we have posters. And I'm like, well, you know what? I would tell the guys, listen, let's just give these posters away to them, you know, because they're already buying an album. And, um, and, and they're each going to want a poster and a signed picture. And we would even give T-shirts away. So it was it was amazing, like the fan base that we had to be able to do that. All right. I know you saw the look on my face. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Mickey Garcia from Micmac Records. When I first met him, he doesn't even know it. He doesn't know. He, I don't even know if he knows I exist. But when I was watching him play at one of these shows, his work ethic, it made me want to up my uh, my way of DJing. The way I was watching him, I was like, 
man, this guy's good. I, I need to up my game. So for sure. But you're talking about the merch table when you're trying to support an artist. The merch table is definitely one of those places to go because nowadays with Spotify and with uh, music the way it is, people are not buying albums. But then you kind of you kind of floored me when you said you were giving away stuff. You can't give it away. Maybe you could bundle it where you say, all right, if you buy this album, uh, I'll give you that poster at a, a reduced price. And maybe if you know the, the album, the coffee mug, the T-shirt with the poster, put it all together and it's one price. But yeah, you cannot give stuff away. But I guess it, it all kind of works out in the wash. You know how much you need to make. To, to come up with a profit or at least break even uh, before you are, you're really giving everything away. But I'm sure it felt good to those people that to get something for free or, or something extra. We were coming away from those shows very comfortable, you know, in the pockets. So for me to give away a poster, you know, or a t-shirt, it, it didn't bother me. You know, it really didn't bother me. I mean, the work that I went into it, all the research saying okay how much is the printing going to cost what is this going to cost to design it so i had everything put together it was it was not easy work <laughs> but it was work that i had to put into it and when i worked with mickey garcia doing the 360 tour i was the one who booked all the 360 tour shows okay you know yeah uh, so, so working, uh, working with uh lenny kravitz mickey, eh, sorry working go ahead. with mickey was Working with Mickey was easy. Um, we did a track together, Who's Gonna Give You Love? And it was right in his home studio. And he started playing the beat. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to do a fast freestyle track. I want to do something more, a, li a little bit more like, like mellow. So we came up with Who's Gonna Give You Love? And he was just rocking. He, we, we actually, we finished it. That same day, he mixed it after I left, but he he um took me, <laughs> believe it or not, took me to White Castles. We came back to White <laughs> Castles. To, yeah. He knows how to get <laughs> to your heart. <laughs> we, we had to eat those White Castles. And it, I mean, he finished the track. It was very easy. You know, it was very easy um, working with him. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I miss Mickey. <laughs> well, one thing this conversation. One thing this conversation is uh, giving me is uh, it's making me hungry. So let's uh, let's start to wind this thing down. But I do want to ask about uh, working with Lenny Kravitz and JC Chavez. How were their different styles? It was the three of you up there. Was JC? Did he bring a band? And Lenny Kravitz? Did he at least bring his guitar or his band? What was it working yes. with those two? JC Chazé, um, he had he had a band, and oh my god. I mean, I watched him in sync when right. he was in sync um, perform, and I mean, Justin Timberlake was really in the forefront of the group, you know. But if you see J.C. Chazé perform, incredible! He could hold that stage on by himself. Mm -hmm. And yes, Kravitz did have a band, and he did have his guitar <laughs> for sure. Rock the house, but uh, you know, yeah, uh, you're talking about in sync. It's not just, it wasn't just one. Yes, Justin Timberlake might have been the breakout, but there were five very talented in that band, yes. and they have broken out on their own and have done great things, uh, you know, in their own respect. So they, it had to be wonderful. Now, did you have a band as well? Or did you, or how were you, your, how was your performance? 
We, we didn't have a band. We played everything electronic for that show. Okay. Okay. I mean, what, how, uh, so were you, uh, was it you were first and then JC Chavez and then Lenny Kravitz? It was kind of like a, a build up or how, how did the rotation yeah. go? We were, we were first. We were first. New Image was first. Okay. And then JC Chavez and then Lenny Kravitz. Very cool, so, man. That, that, that had to be a great uh, show uh, to expose not just you, but the other two. I mean, because it's three different styles of music that I'm thinking of to expose that crowd to, okay, I came for Tony G or I came for, for JC Chavez or I came for Lenny Kravitz, but they got to experience a whole new set of sounds uh, because of the other two that were involved. And that's fantastic. You're exposing people to different and ideas. In that, show, in that show, we did two stages. You know, the stage with JC and Lenny Kravitz was the big stage. And then we had another stage um, that we did prior to that. So it was, it was like a really big day for us to do that show. That's and cool. um, it was incredible because we made a lot of well, that's great, man. And, and to, to be involved, I've been involved in some of that, you know, being an either stage manager or promoter or something, but uh, there's a lot of hands and you've, you started this podcast with thanking people that have helped you along the way. So uh, as we're winding this thing down, let's let land this plane, uh, people know, uh, let people know how to get a hold of you. Uh, what do you want pe people to come out of this and give them a few and give a few shout outs if you have any left, Tony G. Everybody can reach me through my Facebook and my Instagram. And the real people that know how to reach me know how to get in contact with me from there. As far as the shout outs, again, Tony TKA, Kings of Freestyle, great music coming out. Big shout outs to CDB, um, Julio Mena, um, Jenny Renee, Manny Man. Um, Niasia, I'm trying to think of everybody right now. Um, <laughs> it's just so many people. Dan, it's, it's so many people to, to thank because, you know, the real people that stay in touch with you, that means a lot. That means a lot. And again, big shout out to Drop Top Tees, Richard Velez, doing his thing and, and, and making things happen for other people, which is incredible because he's an incredible hard worker. Yeah. And um, he's making things happen for other artists. And a um, big shout out to Chrissy IE as well. Can't forget about Chrissy IE's. Always showing love to to drop top tees, showing love to me. And um, who else? I don't want to forget even. No, else. I mean you're imagine that you're getting you're accepting your award for the Grammys, and you don't want to you want to forget anybody. Oh, I thank you so much, but. So a lot of these people that you've talked to, Chrissy Ayes and Niaja, I'd love to have them on the podcast and and talk to them in depth about what what they've been up to. And shoot, there there's so many people that you have talked to uh, that you have been involved in. I'd love them to be a part. Now, I do want to mention something. I want you to uh, go up to your fire, uh, your smoke detector and change the battery because that thing has been beeping in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> those are those little tidbits that people that the little bits of flavor that people get to get all right tony g garcia man it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you i don't want this to be the last time if you have anything else 
that you want to promote, you definitely come on back. That you know this this spot is open for you. But uh, I usually finish things these things out with last words for the people. Tony G Garcia. It could be words to live by. Something maybe your family or you know mom, dad, grandpa, somebody told you a long time ago, or it could just be whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Tony G Garcia. Last words for the people. Last words. Never let anybody stop your dreams. Never let anybody stop your goals. Well, there you have it, party people. Tony G. Garcia. He's not just a freestyle artist. He's not even just an artist artist, uh, a studio musician, a studio artist. He is a chef as well. So he'll rock the house, uh, get you a, uh, an album, and then maybe cook you a meal. How about that? <laughs> That's a good work ethic right there, man. That guy is well-rounded. Uh, I love talking to Tony G, and I, I love playing his music. I've been playing it on my various uh, places since, oh, it's got to be since the 2000s. Uh, you know, even before that, I was listening to, well, was I working on it? Yeah, I guess I was working on a dance station previous to 2000. So I guess I have been playing Tony G for a lot longer than I could even remember that I have. And even working the clubs uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember Tony G popping up on the playlist. Fantastic. Happy to talk to Tony G. All right, party people. That's it for me. Oh, wait. If you, yes, you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call. 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The CD was developed by Philips and Sony in 1980. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening tweet tweet yo follow radio what on twitter at radio what twit tweet tweet yo 